Beautiful. That was nice. Welcome back to Two Beers Deep. I am your host, Deke. With me, as always, is Greg. Hello, Greg. Hello, good sir. I like that shirt. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's very nice of you. Brings out my eyes very nicely. Fuck you. Mm. And we also, <laughs> uh, we have smalls with us today. quick. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah you that, gotta that, keep Greg on his toes. <laughs> that's like the MO of this show pretty okay. easily. I mean, what like, is- usually it's like... You know, pack it on Greg, but like yeah, that yeah. was an aggressive no, start yeah. right there. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Smalls, no, to make okay. you feel That was like record time, okay. actually. It was pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. it's because you're not drinking beer, too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, what is MO? MO? Yeah. Because uh, you said that, and I know what you meant, but I have yeah. no idea. I, I don't really know what it stands for. I don't know either, honestly. Because honest, is it a memo or M? It's M. It's MO. Yeah, like. I'm not going to Google it. I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, guys, uh, like I said, we got Smalls with us today. We'll have him on the draft day episode as well, which is awesome because that that podcast, too, and Greg and I were talking about it. We'll start getting that going back up again once we're into the new studio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very excited about that. I can't wait to have a whole room where I can just leave the shit set up. Yep. That'd be really nice, actually. Yeah, well, actually, Greg sets it up. Yeah. I I had a phone call, so Greg sets it up today. Mm -hmm. Um we're starting to work with our first gaming team, so we'll get that yeah. underway. When's that, when's that starting up? So, I had calls today with, uh, I had calls today with two of the guys, uh, Ian and then mm-hmm. Seg, and uh, yep. we're gonna get started. We're gonna add them to the store. So, guys, if you do listen to Tubers Deep Secret Premiere, we will be helping out and uh, co-working with. They won't be under. They'll be under the umbrella, but they won't be a part of it. Uh, in a way to let them expand if they become big, right. which is awesome. But we're, we're using them for content, and they're using us for promotion and voice, and because we're all friends, and we high-five. <laughs> um, Ian was on an episode of Two Beers Deep, actually. Greg was met he? him, yeah. yeah. We he, had to drive out to where he was at, though. Oh, yeah, okay. I was out in Morningside and had a yeah. horrible time parking, but it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, no, okay. that wasn't, we just parked right outside his place, didn't we, that time? Did we? Yeah, because that was with the, it had the mailbox that said, take a book. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, he was on one of the live shows, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought so. Anybody that comes to a live show, we put on yeah. just to, to reward people mm-hmm. for coming out. Right. So, guys, if you do, we'll promote that right now. Come to Scratch Food and Beverage up in Troy Hill the second Thursday of every month. We do our live show. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Greg be more social than at the live shows. Well, that's because this one I was actually able to drink, so I was happy. Loose yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. I was loose yeah. and goosey. Fair oh, good. Enough. Yeah. Um, but we get people up on stage. It's 50 Cent Wings when we go on. So, uh, did you have the wings? I did no, no no i got the burger did you actually. okay yeah, burger smacks the, too yeah, mm-hmm. no, well they were out <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah i ordered way too late and like Nico, which is on yeah. me i mean that, that was definitely my fault but that's they sold ho- out of those really fast that's hilarious like, that they sold yeah. out of yeah. them actually. well so nico pulled me aside and uh nico obviously if you're new to the show for some reason my brother who is the bartender there and he said hey there's only 20 wings left and i was like oh awesome we're gonna sell out and he goes no yeah. no no there's only 20 wings. I said, yeah, yeah, 12. 12. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I need 12. Sorry. I didn't get what he was saying because he's yeah. like, there's only 20 left. I was like, sick. He's like, no, no, no. Do you want them? I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but guys, we do that. Also, check out a couple things we have. So we, we actually have, um, which I don't know if, if you guys saw, I made a very good Game of Thrones joke about Heart of the Order podcast, and it didn't get the recognition. I don't think chat. I saw it. I didn't so he, we've So at the Pirates game that uh, a couple of the benchers went to, I started calling it Hodo, Heart of the Order. And that's yeah, where that's Mac, good. Mac that's changed good. it. He changed his laugh Instagram to Hodo, and it was funny. But he said something today because we are trying to do something Wednesday, and Hodo records on Wednesday. So I said, When know, Dre actually is up for yeah, it. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Dre, the lazy piece of shit. Love mm-hmm. you to death, not lazy. He texted me today about writing an article. I said, Good for you, man. I said, Way to carry your weight. <laughs> I thought he only did, he did one article ever, and I didn't think he was done with that. I thought he was done. Mm-hmm. Speaking I mean, of articles, has Bruno put so his up yet he i saw one in the queue today i yeah. have not put his two up okay and i told him that we'd figure that out that yeah. is more of a that is on me as well okay. um I'm, I'm really hoping that once we move into the new apartment with the new studio yeah. i can just have um basically a week to fire everything i've put on the back burner so i'm yeah. really excited to get that started but bruno yeah we do uh it's a good transition but i'll come back to the game of thrones joke uh we do have a new <laughs> soccer writer as well as he i mean does he like anything else like, I, I mean, no, you know he, I mean? he's he's a huge 
uh, Steeler fan. Nope. I mean, he's Perfect. a Yenzer. So, yeah. like, I mean, mm-hmm. he watches all of it. So, like, I mean, but his major thing is definitely soccer. Perfect. So. And, and we obviously have uh, – it's so funny to me because two of our best authors write maybe once a month, if that, and that's Peter and Geis. Thanks. And, uh, Thanks. And, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> – No, but, okay, so if I was going to rank the writers, you would be first. Um, based on the fact that you consistently put out quality content, mm-hmm. and then in that gray area, and it's a marketable approach too with it. Go on. Do you mean just the vault, or you mean just everything? the vault? It's okay. literally yeah. a marketable yeah. piece. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. he has really, really good articles aside from that. But I was going to say, and yeah. that's a really good point, Greg. Yeah. That's a very marketable. But Peter and Mike, they're probably in that three, four range when they actually write. Mike yeah. wrote three articles for us, and they are three of the top like ten articles we've ever posted. <laughs> and it's it's he's running right into Moorhead's lane, which is clickbait. Yep. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Moorhead's just the cling of cake. Cling of kick. Cling of cling of kickbait. Cling of clickbait. Yeah. So back to this Hodo thing. Okay. So you've uh, do you watch Game of Thrones, Greg? No, I, I tried. I just kind of oh, get involved in it. Oh, uh, we'll talk about it at some point. I won uh, like, yeah, 100, 130 bucks today in my death pool at work. Just showing. really not flexing. Okay, All hilarious right. that also, there was a death flag pool. Very. I, I don't want to get too into it, but very, very. I'm just sad. We'll talk. I'm sad. We'll have a we'll have a two beers deep show dedicated sometime this week just to Game of Thrones. But I said, hold the. <laughs> Hold the tomato. Hold the tomato. Hold a meadow. Hold a meadow. Hodo. Hodo. <laughs> I was like, someone put this on I, the shirt. I, well, like, I saw that, and, like, it didn't actually click tone out, because I yep. was driving when yep. I saw it, and I was like, huh. And everyone was like, what do you mean, hold the tomato? I was like, just just read it slowly. Hodo. <laughs> um, Greg did not, he texted me. He was not appreciative. Aww. <laughs> Um, but all right, so let's get back into it, guys. We obviously have a bunch of podcasts that we could plug the entire day, but check out The Vault by Smalls. Obviously, uh, the best content we put out on Facebook, hands down. Also, the funny thing about sports with Ben Fury, I think he's still doing it? Yeah, I I mean, he might, I don't know, he's He definitely took a break because he's home. Uh, Guys, you know, Ben is military, so he, when he is home, um, we tell him to, you know, obviously hang out with his family. Yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. But I mean, the few uh, times he, the few times he was able to do stuff, he, yeah, he was he a great. He was a great musician. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He came to the live shows, his first live show, so he was very excited. Um, but let's just get back into uh, straight up what Two Beers Deep is best known for, which is sports and making fun of Greg. Yeah, nice. Um, it's a great one-two combo. What can you say? So let's start with this past weekend. Uh, obviously, Smalls, you did a couple write-ups of golf so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, in all of my being, thought he was going to blow it. Really? What? Every okay, ounce well, of my, Did you watch the final round? I did. You watch DJ's push. Yeah, I saw DJ's push. D- I didn't DJ see Kepka fall. Up, he was coming on. Was hot. he? Okay. Like he was Kepka coming shot on really plus hot. four. I think the last day. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. But I mean, if you set a course record for you know through two rounds, you're set up pretty well. Yeah, it's four so, rounds. Like, that's the thing. So I what? Mean, he got just lazy or lack of days. No, or something? he just went, he was just, just tough course. It, yeah, tough course, and he was just it looked like he was just overshooting shots. Yeah, like mm-hmm. over over the green. Just wind was crazy too that day. Yeah, it's no, like it twenty mile per hour wind. Ooh. It definitely was. But I mean, like I I had confidence in him the whole time. If we're being completely honest, I, I feel mean, like he's a guy that golfers love. Yeah, no, well, it's because he's a guy. Yeah. He's like he's a normal guy. He's not like. One of the worst golfer, one of my most hated golfers is uh, Bubba Watson because he's just a dickhead. Yeah. In general, he it, it, you can't go up and just talk to him like Brooks Kepka is a guy who just loves w- other sports, like would love to just get a beer with you, and yeah. that's why people love him. Yeah. And like he kind of fell into golf. He was a hockey player and a baseball player that just happened to be good at golf and took it up whenever. I think he was hurt. Wow. I think. Yeah. So like, and he's just more of an athlete that happens to be really good at golf. So That's he just awesome. has that like athlete's mentality. Mm-hmm. That's why people like him. That athlete's so. mentality kind of says a lot because I was watching sports under the morning of the final round, and I remember seeing all these clips of different golfers basically just flat out saying that Kepka was talking a lot of trash in like the I clubhouse mean, after I love the it. show. That, that's what I, golf, I love it. That's what golf really? needs. Yeah, I love that too. But like, I kind of it makes sense like why he's like that. If he's a prototypical athlete, awesome. he's totally yeah. going to be talking trash. Really Realizing, yeah, I got this eight-shot lead. I'm golden. You guys yeah. can't catch up to me. I if love I, that. If I was DJ, though, I'd be like, I have sex with a Gretzky. And I mean, that is, that is, that is the, a Trump card. Yeah. Paulina is something else, man. Mm. And she's a Gretzky. And she's it's a just Gretzky. Perfect. <laughs> Bro, it's um, but no, I thought it was all around. I mean, it was kind of upsetting to see Tiger not make the cup. At the same time, I think we can give Tiger a window after a Masters win, oh, yeah. and he also he also hadn't played. Yes, he hadn't yeah, played he in any off. events since winning the Masters. I so. was, uh, which looking back on it, might yeah. not have been the best thing for him to do. No, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I 
I can't really blame him. That I much, agree but. to the sense of he's played at tournaments in between big tournaments and gotten hurt before, mm, and it's like yeah. you just won a Masters, you made it through the entire thing without getting hurt. Maybe like don't press your luck. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was going with it, and I agree that warming up with other rounds and tournaments and whatnot helps because it's muscle memory. Right. But for Tiger, I I was just like it's probably smart. Like he knows his body type stuff. But I was yeah. I was in the same mindset as you when I first read it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with the golf weekend though is uh, John Daly in wow. a cart. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that, Greg. Oh, he's amazing. I, I, amazing. I I heard about him getting the waiver and Tiger's response to it was amazing, where he just said, "I played with a broken with a broken foot or something like yeah, that." Yeah, but it's John Daly. You know, <laughs> like it, seeing him on a cart with. Uh, it, first of all, he had two Diet Cokes, one in a McDonald's cup, oh my God. and then one just in a regular Diet Coke can. What was the disability that he claimed to even be I able even to get this? I'm not really my sure. My whole thing is, I, I think it's very hysterical and awesome until he's there on the last day with, you know what I mean? Yeah, if, but, if yeah, but he hit 12 that, over. Yeah. So like, if it would have been something where he's contesting, there would have been so much anger. I'm sure mm-hmm. he was just out there leisurely playing golf at that point. Yeah. Like, he wasn't there to win. Do you think he's going to get this waiver now for every tournament no, he's in, no. or is it just... I, don't think so. I think sentence. the way it works is you have to apply every at every event. Yeah, but now the fact that he was able to get away with it this that one is a time, solid probably, precedent. He's yeah. probably going to look at this and be like, "Okay, I could easily do this." But now is that is that the tournament or the course? That might be the course. I don't really. No, you know I, I would. Mean? I would say it's probably the tournament. It's a PGA thing. Yeah, it's probably because the PGA runs. I mean, any Joe Schmo can go. Play at Beth Page. But there's also, I'm willing to bet, there's probably courses that don't even do golf carts. That's true. Well, yeah. he also I, wasn't. I he was also. It looked like he was driving like a maintenance cart. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> not even like a traditional golf <laughs> yeah, cart. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Um, but. but yeah, so that happened. And then the other really disappointing thing is that I really would have loved for Spieth to get the Grand Slam. Um, I <laughs> he had a great. I day. love the guy, and he <sighs> after the Masters failed, just hasn't been the same human, and everyone yeah. knows that. He took a fall like Rory did, kind of. Yeah. 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 Rory. Well, the weird thing about Rory is like he plays so well in everything else outside of yes majors. yeah he's and the that's greatest non-major <laughs> well yeah he's the number one player in the world right now in the rankings because of that mm-hmm. which like, it's just so weird how like he just uh, never shows up for majors. yeah i mean would he be happy with just a fedex cup win or i mean i, I, I feel like I, he well be. if he's collecting all that money sure oh, yeah like i don't know yeah I, I it there weren't too many golfers that really disappointed me this time around in all seriousness like yeah i was kind of happy with the way it all played out i was Glad that there was some tension because after Brooks's first two rounds, you're like, "Well, you can anyone play near away me? with it?" Yeah. yeah, I just want some some reason to watch. No, yeah, my um, guy Tommy Fleetwood really love Tommy really Fleetwood. fell off, and I was I, he he just he's a guy that like just for some reason shows up for majors and like he's yep. just so consistent yep. finishing. I don't know, I actually don't know where he finished yesterday, um, but he just continues. I feel like he to was top ten. F- yeah, because he, he started well, he, he started off strong. He you know he started off real strong. I think he was in second or third after the first day. Yeah. Um, and he was only I mean he was right in the mix, but no, I mean it's kind of I, I just want him and I want Ricky to win. Ah, Ricky. Yeah, I love I those love two. Ricky. I love those two. Why and don't you it like sucks. Ricky? No, no, no. I'm I'm shaking my head. Is like I don't know if Ricky will ever win a major. Uh, like, you know he, he, won, he won the players, and that's it. <laughs> no, I know, but and that's the thing. Ricky's always he's another guy that's always just in the mix. Yep. Yeah. Like, he's no like what. the prototypical. I grew up playing golf, and I know how to play the game correctly. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Like it's not oh, very yeah. risky style play. Sometimes no. it's very controlled. It's he very can bomb together. it, but yeah. he often doesn't. He like, was also the first young gun that like a lot of people kind of th- saw big things from. Like that's the reason like oh, yeah. Puma just put yeah, no, all Puma this golf effort from yeah. exploded yeah. because yeah. of Ricky Fowler. But I bought a Puma hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I was I didn't even see like I haven't seen much of Justin Thomas since he won. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like there's a couple yeah. of names got, that I'm just throwing he got out. Cut. Right now. He he missed the cut. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he, he did, did. And then uh, Phil had a pretty rough last day. Yeah, I don't he think those. Like I don't think those thumb workouts. Pretty well, you know. I do love Phil though. Like Phil is Phil is one of those guys where it's like sometimes he can be kind of a douche, but most of the time he's a douche that it's funny. Oh yeah, competitive douche. Well, he's just a dad douche. Yes, like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a great way to put it. Dad douche. (laughs) We should make that a shirt. Dad douche. I thought it was a good weekend of golf though, man. I, I. a lot I of my friends, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends that are into golf, think Brooks is like the second coming of Christ, and I think it's because of what you said. Where yeah. He's just a he's just a dude. He's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Guy like, being dude, dude guy. What do we have next? Is it the Open or the U.S. Open? U.S. Open. Next? U.S. Open. US next? Open. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know where it is off the top of my head, but I have no idea. I I don't I'm either. Not sure, but ah, we'll figure it out when the time comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else on golf, gentlemen? 
I don't think so. No, not off the top of my head. I need to no. play golf. I went to Top Golf. That that shit was amazing. Top Golf is one of my favorite places. Yeah, I, I still haven't been to Top Golf. No. Everyone has a chance to win. Cody Baker won a game. What? Everyone yeah. and their grandma has a chance to well, win. Yeah, because if you blade it, it just goes right in that first he target. He like... every single shot, and it went <laughs> right into the green. <laughs> yep. Like, God. Yep. Um, but let's transition a little bit. I want to talk some basketball, guys. So, have you, I mean, Greg, you're all caught up on basketball right now. Yeah, like asking about a TV yeah, show. yeah. Caught up on it. Caught up on it yesterday. Saw the double overtime victory by the Raptors. Yeah, I'm I good. thought. And and the funny thing is, so we had Benny buckets on the live show Thursday, and Greg asked, um, "Does Portland steal? Like, does Portland get swept?" And Ben and I were both, no, 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 no. no, no. And I almost texted you when they were up 28 points against Golden State in Game Three, and I didn't. <laughs> Because like, you know the Warrior comeback was expected, bro, man. That yeah. was the, and you know what? That entire comeback is all credit to Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. pushed the pace, and that dude is such like a. An, he can be super annoying, but at the same time, he's such a key cog to that team that yeah. I, it's crazy how underappreciated. He lost thirty yeah. pounds in a six week span before yeah, the playoffs. That is crazy. That's amazing. That I'd like crazy. to know how to lose thirty pounds in six weeks. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, if you're a professional athlete just playing in season, I'm sure that's definitely achievable. It is but weird. I'm more he, amateur status than he's, <laughs> he's playing more like a guard in these playoffs than he normally is. It's kind of strange seeing that from well, him. Well, it's he's playing that um he's playing the deer and fox role, which is get the ball, run up the court, do a layup. Now we have two more points. Right, get the ball, run up the court, which Russell does. Get the ball, run yeah. up the court. And it's like dream on looks healthy like yeah. he looks mm-hmm. like he lost 30 mm-hmm. pounds i also love the fact that he's not taking a lot of dumb fouls either he's yep. being very very kind of well, even kill about during this playoff run did you guys see um so jordan bell missed the wide open dunk did you see any of i that? did see that and yeah. afterwards which like everyone was like yo that's two points like i know it's not that much but like that's that could come back draymond yeah. said so what i missed a jumper he missed a three-pointer. Yeah. He missed a free throw. He missed a layup. He's like, who cares? That's that's a shot. You missed yeah. a shot. Right. Like, who cares? Yeah. I was like, that is a different Draymond than I've seen. Yeah. No, I do love Draymond in interviews, though. That yes. is like, as the bench's, you know, biggest basketball guy on staff, <laughs> like, um, no, I mean, Draymond is definitely, like, a character when it comes yep. to interviews, and he, he just a no-bullshit guy, which I can definitely appreciate. I will say, this is really the first year, and I don't watch every game, but this is really the first year in a while where I've even paid attention to the playoffs. Really? Yeah. I mean, Cavs, Cavs Warriors every year. That's right. How was that fun? See, we talked about this a lot, too, is that it's so nice and refreshing to have something different. Oh, yeah. No, like Bucks, uh, Bucks Raptors, that is... I will say, if the Cavs still had LeBron, we would still be seeing something different. I do you not, think? I do not believe. The way that Toronto has been playing with Kawhi, the way the Sixers played with Jimmy Buckets, the way Giannis has grown into an absolute freak star, yeah. the way that the West played this playoff, or the East, excuse me, played this playoffs, I would guarantee it finished um, not the same way right now, but I think it would be uh, Greek Freak versus the Cavs, and I had zero doubt Milwaukee would sweep. See, I would argue that LeBron would be in a much better situation if he was still with the Cavs because of the fact that he's not playing with younger players still trying to find themselves. He would have role guys that he kind of defines and also picks out to actually help yeah. him succeed. So speaking of LeBron, and we'll come back to the playoff situation, did you guys see the interview with Magic and then the interview with Rob Polinka that came out today? I didn't see the no, Rob Polinka one, but I did see, I did read the excerpt from the Magic yeah. one this morning. So basically on uh, first take, Magic Johnson sat down and they were talking about, you know, when he said, it was something with a snake emoji where it said, everything will come out eventually. Right. And he was just talking about how apparently like, Magic's understanding of the job was that he has full power. He can come and go as he pleases because he has other businesses, but they wanted his basketball mind. And apparently to him, people in the organization were telling him that Rob was saying Magic's not here, whereas Magic, how are we supposed to run a team without Magic? And Magic said that wasn't a big issue because that's in work. He said some of his outside of basketball friends started texting him saying, hey, Rob's like talking to us about this now. Right. And oh. Magic was like, all right. So then they went to a meeting, and basically Jeannie Buss, and it was Tim something who's a, a friend of the Buss family. Yeah, he's like the pre- VP of business operations for yeah. some reason, which he shouldn't be involved in basketball and situations at They all. were talking, and Magic was like, hey, I want to fire Luke. And they were like, oh, like let's give it a day. And Magic was like, but I thought I had all the power. They're like, just give it one oh. day. Mm-hmm. So then the next day, they're like, go ahead and fire Luke. He's like, okay, I'd like to fire Luke. And they're like, well, like fire him, but who – who are we going to br- – like, they kept backing him into a corner yeah, of Magic right. being like, look, like, I'm Magic Johnson. I don't need the Lakers. Like, yeah. the Lakers need Magic Johnson. Right. And he's like, why am I sitting here 
and and basically taking this when I was promised full power. Yeah. I was promised you guys would respect my opinion. And so he said that, and then Rob Palinka sat down uh, during the Frank Vogel first interview today, right? And basically said my times with Irving have been amazing, and we just talked last week, and it was amazing. Like this is crazy to me that he would come out and say this, but at the same time. The Lakers are in a great place right now, and right. I believe we've hired the like he said all the right things. I think yeah, that's yeah. right. I think Polinka was trying to save face because he knows how big of a topic that the Magic Johnson thing was that he's trying to not take away from them introducing their head coach at the same time. Yep. So I think he, it's, he did amazing. Yeah, he's just trying to cover himself, which is a good thing because this guy's a former agent. Clearly, he knows how to you know put up a front and make sure everything looks rosy and kind of hide it. I always said the joke. I said, well, Rob's stolen so much money from the Lakers through Kobe's last contract that maybe he can steal some money for the Lakers. Absolutely. This time. I would love to know Magic's mindset to wanting to fire Luke Walton, though. So he said Luke is an amazing guy. Luke is a strong coach, but he wasn't the correct coach for the development that they needed at that time. Magic mm. was basically saying, as much as Luke is a good coach, we need a coach in here that's going to develop our young guys quickly. He said, because we've had back-to-back identical seasons, and we added LeBron. Right. He was like, that just can't be a thing. He said, that just can't be how... He, and he, he says so many times, he's like, Luke Wallen is a great human and a great basketball mind. He was just not the right coach for our situation. But here's a good question, though. Do you think that the Lakers would have had a better season without LeBron? Um... If everyone kind of kept the same rules that they had last year, do you think that they would have improved? That is a really, really good question, and I'm going to answer it with a yes. Okay. And the reason being is because I think if you keep the same team, you don't bring in and, – and Lance Stevenson was a good pickup, so I, don't, I give that one to it's, it's the same thing we talked about with the Steelers before, about how if you bring – if you keep everyone as is, there's nowhere to go but – yeah, if yep. you keep the identical, and it's not a toxic situation or a bad situation, if you keep the same core, all they're going to do is be a year better at the sport. The problem I have with the entire LeBron James method of basketball is how many veterans can we bring in on cheap contracts that just want to play with LeBron? And I hate Rajon Rondo. I don't like JaVel McGee. I don't like Tyson Chandler, that whole situation. Right. None of those pieces happen, and we don't talk about getting rid of any of the young guys with the Pelicans. Now, what you can do when LeBron doesn't come in is add a, a big-name player, um, and, and obviously there weren't many options, but what I'm getting at here is that like LeBron is like number one, two, or three on players you have to have on your team to be considered the best team in the NBA. Right. And, I mean, the other one's probably Anthony Davis and Giannis right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, obviously you can go on for hours, but yeah. those three, I think, are cognitive parts. I would have been happy if the Lakers would have had a B plus A minus guy like a John Wall. Like something like that. Maybe they go after Chris Middleton this year. Okay. I just don't think the star power that LeBron James demands warranted adding players that have no reason being in a Laker uniform at sometimes. Okay. And also they shut the season down early. Like I don't know. It just I fully believe that the team would have been better without LeBron this year. Right. Future years, obviously, I think LeBron will get more comfortable. Because I could argue that LeBron being there essentially stunted the growth of the guys that could have taken expanded roles this year. I think Brandon Ingram took a step back this year. I think think we still have Ivan Zubak as well. Mm. So Yeah. Lonzo Ball took a step back this year. I mean, Josh Hart took a step back this year. It's just it's not something that you want to see from the Lakers because this is a team that when they were competing last year, they looked like a competitive team. I mean, granted, the West is always tough every year, but I feel like if you would have put them together for another season, you would have seen some growth and development from them. Small? I mean, sure. (laughs) Big basketball guy. No, I mean, the only thing I can really add is uh, I love how Giannis said no to being in Space Jam too. Dude, that's I, my take. So uh, that's my take. That LeBron <laughs> had asked Giannis to work out in the summer, and I had done a Photoshop where it said "No new friends" number thirty-four for Giannis, and we posted it. And it was just so <laughs> funny because it's like Giannis doesn't care, and I love the yep. mentality of Giannis and Dame, where it's like, dude, like they asked Dame if he had pressure. He said, pressure is trying to feed three kids when you're yeah. a single mom. He said, I bounce a basketball. They yeah. asked Giannis, they said, are you disappointed with game three? Yeah, I saw that quote this morning, yeah. yeah. Giannis said, both my brothers are in private schools. I got my family out of uh, terrible areas. My grandkids will never have to pay. Like, it was this whole thing about, like, no. He said, if I was disappointed in this moment right now, I would be disappointed in myself. He said, because I am doing great things for my family. He said, so, and I enjoy the mentality of, like, these are both Damon Greek Freak are two guys that grew up on the streets, that right. grew up fighting, that grew up and shouldn't be millionaires. They just by the statistics, they shouldn't be millionaires. 
I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way that Steph Curry approaches basketball, but it's nice to see the opposite mentality. Yeah, right? Steph is like, this is everything. Steph is like, I want to be the greatest. I want to be the legendary. And Dame goes, my family is going to eat forever because I worked hard. Right? Yeah. I like seeing And there's nothing That's wrong cool. with either one. No, yeah. no yeah. There, there's two ways I look at that. On the one side, it is nice that they take a real-world approach to this, and it kind of respects them on the one side. But on the negative side that I could look at this though is that you are seeing guys who kind of care more about you know providing the lifestyle that they never had over essentially being great I don't yeah. I don't want to say that's a negative aspect but I could argue and could see why certain maybe individuals or greats of the game well, might kind of diss that and here's here's a question I'll ask you okay what is your definition of great when it like not definition what's your level like name a player that's really good but you would say is not great you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of guys, like everyone that's a top player in the NBA right now, we will tell our grandkids, I got to see him play. Right, because the amount of star power in the NBA right now, you will never see in a what about yeah. What about a guy like Kyle Lowry? Like, good, like really he good. Was, he was good. He was terrible in the playoffs, but he was good. Yeah. No, yeah, not great. Yeah, not great. I mean, I'm thinking about like Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing were great, and they focused strictly on the game. But then you get to the side of it, like Dirk is arguably the greatest foreign player ever. <laughs> right. And I don't think he had a killer's mentality. I mean, he said he gained 20 pounds from just eating ice. He said, I haven't worked out since this. And that's, he deserves that. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that's like an indictment on him. No, but right. he didn't have the Mamba mentality. And he was just like, yeah, man, like I'm playing basketball for money. It's awesome. Right. A little bit different mentality than I'm, I'm making my family earn money. But it was just one of those things where like, not everybody says, because there's only one goat. Like, there's only one goat. So yeah. not everyone sits there and goes, I have to be the best ever. I think Dame says, I want to be the best that I can be and create a situation that will flourish forever. And it's, it's I think it's a newer mindset. Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, it, it was it's nice to, like I said, it's nice to see this year a new crop of uh, yes. stars. Yeah. Uh, and really, I mean, the personality, like, obviously, the NBA is just known for personalities. And... That's one of the reasons why in past years I haven't been the biggest NBA fan because right. the personalities usually outdo the play on the court. Mm. However, I do think this year, it at least it seems to be kind of reversing where the guys that work the hardest and have everything in perspective are the biggest names, right. which is really, really nice. I mean, from an outsider's fan. No, that's fair. Know. I mean, but at the same time, it is kind of nice to see. It. It's definitely yeah. – made me more interested so. weirdly enough the yeah. mindset that you were referring to with some of these guys it seems like a very millennial mindset so i was just gonna say <laughs> yeah it, it does and halfway through what i was saying it's a very nipsey hustle mindset because mm -hmm. nipsey hustle the, the rapper that was shot like last month um his entire mindset was rap so that he can get money to buy land in crenshaw and flip that land and obviously right. he rapped because he's very good at it and and but it's it's to it's the mindset that i have in my life of like look this situation might suck but if you suck it up for this situation, and obviously being a pro player does not suck. Right. But if you if you just get through this portion of it, the rest of your life, and I think a lot of guys are looking at it and going, because a lot of guys back in the day would just play basketball and then go broke, or play in the NFL and then go broke. And there's a new wave of guys going, I'm not touching this money until I retire, so that yeah. once I stop playing basketball, I'm done. Yeah. I am done forever. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. a 34-year-old with all the money in the world. Right. And I think it's a mindset of like, the NBA teams will also fuck you over. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Look at look at Demar Derozan. NBA teams will more likely fuck you over than treat you well. The Kobe Bryant contracts are done. Those are gone. Right. Nobody is going to get a contract for what they've done anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think players are saying, "I'm going to get as much as I can right now," which is one of the things I credit LeBron with. I, I think the mindset came from him. I will say salaries have gone up a lot in the last few years that we've noticed. I mean, there's a reason that Mike Conley had I was like just a two hundred million up, had a ridiculous <laughs> contract. So like, it, it's not. I love Mike Conley. For I do too. Yeah, get yours, boy. I do too. That that's absolutely credit to him. But like, no, I'm I'm right there with you. There's this new mindset now where essentially NBA players like, if you are smart with your money, then you're fine. Especially in basketball, where the revenue streams are never gonna stop coming because it's how how popular it is. You're wrong not to take advantage of that agreed i'd like to transition the money talk i know it's a little bit of a wanky sometimes i'll just go nice and then tilt that way a little bit okay it's it's yeah, yeah. they're funky okay. I mean, it'll be whatever. better once we have a studio yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so i want to transition that over to uh to football all right um because yeah. i think the contract thing is another topic that we we get 
wrapped up in, but the reason is because Big Ben came up with comments today basically saying that um, he regrets the way things ended and he wished that with Antonio Brown it would have been different. Yep. And then A.B. said, you're a snake, you're two-faced. Like, he's just saying this to the media. I mean, that's A.B. The, yeah. I think, the I think craziest person I think A.B. is just Earth. bitter. Yeah. At the same time, though, obviously Ben is going to say this to the media. Like, it's, 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 it's something for me to be a professional human and a professional athlete where Big Ben is obviously, whether he believes it or not, going to say this. Right. Yeah. He's he just to. going to, and A.B., just play the game. Yeah. Just say, oh, you know what, man, like, I, I really wish everything, because if, if he apologized and was like, you know what, everyone, I, I don't, like, apologize for what I'm doing, but maybe we could have worked it out. He could retire a Steeler. It, it, yeah. This is literally the Rob Polinka and Magic Johnson thing again. He's taking the same stance Rob Polinka did. He's like, I I don't know what happened to cause all this. I apologize for it, and he's letting it go. Meanwhile, someone else, but, I mean, Magic and AB aren't doing the same thing. You're saying swap. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. swapping. Like, you're essentially kind of... You know, Ben's trying to come out there and not not saying he's portraying the good guy or anything, but he's coming out and taking the higher road. But the thing is, Ben is he by far handled it the best way that you could have. Hundred percent. Ben's very good. Outside of the radio show, I don't think Ben has really done anything to make him look bad in this whole thing. Just because he he shut up when he should have shut up. He probably wanted to talk so many times. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure he did. Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Of course I would. But, like, no, he did the best thing and shut up. And now he's coming out and doing probably the best thing for him now yeah. is to apologize. Not necessarily for exactly what happened, but just he's for the whole situation. Down on it. Yeah. yeah. And AB's doubling down on being a dumbass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it made me smile the other day, though, when I saw that the Jets might have to trade Le'Veon Bell before the season Amazing. starts. <laughs> Amazing. Which is so wild to me because they have their GM and they let him draft and they let him sign Le'Veon Bell and then that they was, have Le'Veon the, Bell. What was up with that? I like I didn't read yeah. too much into it, but like why all of us, they let him do everything up until right now. My guess is that somebody said, just hang on, just hang on, just hang on, and then they had to make a decision between him and Gase and... Which makes no sense because they literally just hired Gase. Yeah. So it's right. like I would understand if he would have played a season, maybe. But well, and it, there's all those reports that came out that are like, man, Gase is going to utilize Bell. Like this is going to be good. Like Gase tried to run a Bell-like system with Kenyon Drake in Miami, and it just didn't work because Kenyon Drake is not Bell. Right. And it kind of gave me hope to be like, all right, maybe because me personally, I don't think Le'Veon Bell ever touches where he was. Right. I don't think it's and and hopefully I'm wrong because I do like the guy. Does like, it surprise? I, he didn't do anything wrong. He's not a B. He was not yes. a B about the whole. Does thing, it surprise so. you that McKagan was the one that wanted Bell and Gase was not the one that wanted Bell? Yes, I. Yeah, I, that it is surprised that, yeah, the hell out of weird. me too. Yeah, and I'd like to see a little more about it. But let's uh, transition that to uh, who would you rather have in fantasy this year, okay. Le'Veon or a B? Because they're both going around second round. I want to. I want to say a B. Really? I th- I think so. Because I mean, who else is on that? In well, they have Tyro Williams from the Clippers okay. or the Clippers, the Clippers. <laughs> Chargers. Excuse me. And then they have um they they signed another pretty good free uh, agent. They have Hunter Renfro. Yeah, which is a name. Um, um Josh Jacobs, obviously. Well, Hunter Renfro is also thirty five, so we can't forget that. Oh, that yeah, is he is old. <laughs> that's forgetting. funny as hell. Too. Yeah, he's not thirty five. Right? <laughs> um, no, they have. So they have Tyrell Williams, and they signed someone else that's... Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, too. I know that they did like like kind of rebuild that entire receiver core. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the old... Uh, they didn't keep Jared Cook, right? Like, Jared Cook is somewhere else? No, Jared Cook is in New Orleans. Okay. And that's why Watson left. Okay. Um, wow, I just Googled Oakland Raiders, not wide receivers. <laughs> I was like, why are their names here? Uh, I think it's somebody from the old... J.J. Nelson, Ryan okay. Grant. Um, I swear they added someone else that was really intriguing to me yeah but what it comes down to is i think williams has a good career there he had a really good time down and yeah but it's uh, also a b like i i I know obviously the grass is always greener everyone is saying that but it's it is also a b i would i would much rather have a guy who we know for a fact took care of his body every day since the end of the last yeah that's a season good point. yeah we he's, don't know what Le'Veon did are to be the greatest time. workhorse ever i will yeah. say I, I think sam darnold needs to use Le'Veon bell more than Derek Carr needs to use ab probably yeah, that's, that's fair yeah, i mean probably. really the jets receivers are rodney anderson and then whatever's left of quincy noon was neck exactly so in all seriousness I, and, and that's a good point too and and when it comes to the question of new teams i trust the running backs more than wide receivers predominantly because a quarterback has to learn 
the route of AB. That even is though, true. And yeah. and all he, Sam Darnold's got to do is hand the ball off right. to left. Yeah. So it's, it's one true. of those. But at the same time, and AB doesn't really run a route. He improvises a lot. Yeah, yeah. which I think yeah. opens opens up Ben a ton this year for fantasy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, if I had to answer that question hand side, I'd probably go Le'Veon Bell too, just because the upside of a wide receiver like that in the second round, the mm-hmm. upside of an RB1 versus, I don't think Antonio Brown touches what Hopkins or Devontae Adams or Mike uh, Thomas touch this mm-hmm. year, yeah. even on his upside. Um, Bell has a chance to be high, but there is another name I want to ask you guys. So, Smalls, you're a pretty big fantasy guy, right? I would say pr- not as big as you. Okay. I wouldn't be able to teach. I do class have rings and trophies. And I know. I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to. Teach Which a community that's the first cl- thing once we get this apartment. Class. I'm going to yeah. submit that. <laughs> okay. Work I can't. I can't wait for that. No, what? I do want to. What are you going to put as your resume? What qual- so I'm. I'm, I'm going to interview you. Yeah. Interview you right now. What qualifies huge, you to teach huge, this class? Huge, huge <laughs> penis. <laughs> uh, no, so basically what I would say for my resume is first I'd start with my actual job, which is social media at Bruner. Like I know right, yeah. the function of that. I know the function of – um, and then obviously I would put every single um, fantasy title I'd won, fantasy record. Because I feel like even though it's kind of stupid, it's relevant for the right. class. Yeah, for the class. And then yeah. two, I would put – or three, I would put thoughts on the bench. I would say we yeah. have a sports entity. And then four, I would write a lesson plan based on the steps of what it takes to own a fantasy team. So obviously one is um, before the draft – and then you just talk about setup, leagues, yeah. PPR, dynasty, 12-team, 10-team, all the mentalities of it, all the different setups, best ball, draft day type stuff. Then you get into the actual draft itself, the different methods of drafting, the different yep. styles of drafting, how that Josh Elsass's method of drafting versus me where I don't take a quarterback to the last round. Right. And then you get into the actual draft itself, how you can handle situations of like, all right, this is what a run on quarterbacks means. Uh, if you look at – like, it's a lot of data. Yeah. Which is the thing I, th- I like the most about fantasy football is it can be beaten with data. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, like, there's certain guys that I hate in fantasy. There's certain guys that I'm just like, I, 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 this year, unless he falls to the fourth round, I'm not touching Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon is one of the better running backs in the league. He's a very good PPR style back. He comes from an offense that's pretty hefty on the fantasy side. If you consider A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd recently, yeah. absolutely hate their offensive line. And I think their defense is a giant pile of garbage. So they're right. going to be throwing the ball way more this year. I don't want yeah. a piece of Joe Mixon. At the same time, though, I'm really interested to see who comes out as the number one running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they have a ton of guys, but I think that guy will have arguably the same numbers at the end of the year as Joe Mixon. The entire thing is finding out, all right, so this guy gets drafted here. Who's somebody that has the chance to touch those numbers that you can get down here to not worry about there so that I can grab someone who is absolutely going to get those numbers up there? Uh, Wow. Well, I would hire you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, All right, would you give uh exams what do you think so the exams the exams in my opinion would be the week-to-week season that'd be good that that would be good actually that like the draft would be an exam week one week two i think it's an eight-week course so everything leading up to it and then we would obviously i'd be like all right guys like like, can this be like an online course because i might want (laughs) to i mean in all seriousness it could be but i would be like all right guys the course is like i would probably at the final i would um I would have to have them do some kind of their own rankings or just write a paper on like their uh, their favorite fantasy player and why or their favorite league type or why and so like or find an issue with traditional fantasy football something like that. Okay, mm-hmm. but I would then keep the league going and be like, all right, guys, like, hey, guess what? Yeah, I'm a part of the league too. You're on your own, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think it's just one of those things. And like, I've had people be like, I would do it, but at the same time, I might just say screw them and, and do a course from Thoughts on the Bench and just be like, all right, like. Because it's it's funny, and I I might do it for free at first in a sense of, like, I found that the funnest thing about fantasy football is getting my girlfriend incorporated. Because Mm -hmm. then football becomes not, oh, Derek's watching football. It's, do I have any of these guys? Right. Um, And she's she's in a league. You know, we had a league of kids from Slippery Rock and, like, stuff like that. And we'll have the formal Thoughts on the Bench League this year, which I don't know who all plays on the bench right now. Uh, Us three, Moorhead, Dre. Mac. I'm sure Bruno would. Bruno. I'm sure we can get Elsass too. Elsass. We could probably get Vo. Vo. Peter Geese. Um, I mean, could bring Kaylee in if we want. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because in all, in all honesty, losing to her is funny because she's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> she's but not. She's not well, bad. Actually. And the basic thing about fantasy is just follow the projections. Like the yeah. projections are almost a hundred percent accurate in the in the yeah. ballpark it's of the so range, weird how, except for injuries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, you know what? You know what's crazy? My mom is so fucking good at fantasy. Like, really? Oh, uh, dude. Well, she she was a math major out of college, and she works for oh. the utility company doing forecasts. Wow. So she thinks of it 
like like you were saying all numbers okay it's all and like she gets so into it and i she had i think at least two teams this past year <laughs> and like no she gets really into it more than anything i've really seen her get into some of so. the i'm trying to think of like some of the notable plays i've had i made a bet that um it was the year that lamar miller went from miami to houston okay and the commissioner of my kiski league um bet me dinner that he would have a better year than zeke elliott and I took that. I literally was so excited. <laughs> because Lamar Miller was a workhorse that wasn't utilized in Miami that was right. going to a team that needed a workhorse back. Yeah. It was Zeke logic was right a there. rookie running back going behind the best offensive line we've ever seen. And he was like, no, no, Lamar, Lamar catches better than Zeke. I said, I don't care if Zeke doesn't catch a single pass. He's going to perform better. Right. He just yeah. that line. So how are, wait, how are you measuring like performing better? Like fantasy? More points. Oh, fantasy, fantasy points. points. Okay. Yeah. Very easy. Right. That one was a nice play. I, uh... I drafted in my dynasty league. It's it's really stupidly unfair. I have Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry. I had Robert Woods, but I traded him away okay. for Anthony Miller, Geronimo Allison, and D.D. Westbrook. I have Tyler yeah. Lockett. I had Marshawn Lynch, but he retired. Obviously, like it's it's one of those things. James White. Like there's so many guys in mm-hmm. fantasy that shouldn't be good at football. James White. Yeah. James White. Yeah. James he, White. <laughs> he really is not a sexy pick, but he's going to get you 11 to 12 plus yeah. points right. each week. Yeah. Um, Golden Tate used to be my guy. Michael Floyd so was my guy for a while. Michael mm-hmm. Floyd, yeah. yeah. Anybody that just like, and, and that's why I loved um, Jarvis Landry in Miami. Not yep. so much oh. in Cleveland, but you get the guys that are like, he had 10 catches for 90 yards. That's 19 points. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, the, the, you play PPR. I don't think you should ever not play PPR. Yeah, right? no, you I should agree. be awarded I for agree. that connection. Y- yeah, PPR yeah. is a lot more fun anyway because the scores are so much higher. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I love fantasy. I, I think, <laughs> honestly, like, I do mock drafts just for fun. Like, we did. Um, we literally did a mock draft on our last audio show last week. Oh. <laughs> we did that, but we also do um, dynasty mocks. So I'm at the 12th spot in my dynasty league because yeah. I won last year, not flexing, just saying out loud. Um, and on the record, it, it was yeah. the first year that that team was together. And oh, shout yeah. out to Dre, who is my rival in the one league. He's never beat me. He's a piece of shit. Uh, I think he beat me once actually, but I make sure he doesn't win titles, and it's very funny. Wait, Dre did... actually he drafted so in the one league, it's wherever you draft them, they get bumped up two picks. Okay, Dre drafted Odell in the fifteenth round. He's had him for five years now, hasn't won a title. Really? Wow. He had Odell Beckham Jr. in the fourteenth wow. round, in the twelfth round, in the tenth round, in the eighth round. Now he's in like the sixth round. Wait, is and this like, is this the leak that uh, he lost in that made him come on the show and had to do all the tasks for you? Yes. Oh, that's great. So <laughs> I beat him in uh. Well, no, that was rivalry week. Oh, that, that was, was rivalry league. week. Yeah, okay. So he's my rival, so yeah. You know, he had to come on the show, and I, I every time I clapped, he had to say something different on a piece of paper I printed. Oh, out. it was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> it was absolutely phenomenal. My name is Dre, and I'm a poo poo head. <laughs> yeah, it was just so funny, man. But uh, no, I, I could talk about fantasy. It's just it's it's fun, man. Yeah. It's fun to be better at people at something. Yeah, no, it definitely gets you more invested, too. Because, yeah. I mean, if I don't have anyone playing in a Monday night game, like, I'll tune in, but I'm not I'm not really oh, yeah. going to be that invested yeah, in that. it. Like, I'll watch. Like, I, I love football, oh, obviously. Yeah. Fantasy, but, like, fantasy football has done so many great things for the NFL. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. It really Yeah, has. no, I remember there was – I lost by – 0.1 points in the week that I needed to win to get into the playoffs this past year. And f- I forget the name of the Houston kicker, but... Kai Forbath? No. He was old head? He was the fat no, guy? No, no. Shane Lecter? No, no, no. I thought Leckler was in New Orleans. I, for- I forget. It was the Houston kicker and... Uh, I know, he's a punter. Goddamn, Deshaun Watson... Uh, took three knees at the end of the game. All I needed uh, it was a few, not even a field goal. I just needed I needed point one points, and instead and because uh, I think it was like the first down right before it, uh, Deshaun Watson got sacked, and I had uh, and whoever I was playing had whatever defense was playing. Uh, so like that, it was that's just why like it was just like bang bang end of the game. And of course they they didn't kick the I mean they yeah. had no reason to kick the field that, goal. That's why like, you hope for stack corrections. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I had one stack correction that uh, it was against New Orleans. I I forget what had happened, but he, he threw to Mark Ingram, who caught it and ran for two yards, and he got one point two points. Mm-hmm. And the next morning they found like I had lost by point nine, and they found out the next morning that the pass was behind Drew Brees, so it was technically a run. Yeah. So the stack correction saved me, and I got a win. And I I literally <laughs> turned. It, I said, "Yo, Kamish, like Joe was winning last night, like, and now I'm winning. Can you look into this? Because I don't want to win if it's like a freak." Right. He's like, "No, stack correction." I was like, "Yeah, nice. yeah, nice." 
I think I won a game by stack correction too. I can't remember. I think it might have been two years ago. Such a good feeling. Oh, it is a great feeling. Um, so let's transition from there to Smalls' section of the world, which is let's the go. NCAA. Let's go. Uh, the game is back? Question mark? Or what do you mean? I mean, do you <laughs> think there's actually a chance the game comes back? Oh, are we, okay. <laughs> oh, oh we're talking video, the video game? Yeah. yeah. I did I'm going to see... pump the brakes for now. Okay. Just because I think that them, the NCAA looking into, I think it, they were looking into just the players, just the ways the, for them to get money, right? Yeah, it's ways for players to make money off of their likeness, they're, and they're gonna investigate it, research it. That might take a while, yeah. so I think if anything, and then of course you you have to if you're EA Sport, I, I don't really think EA Sports is gonna do it. Um, the company that's doing it now is they found a loop, not really found a loophole. They're just not using actual schools. Okay. They're like the the picture that I in my article that I wrote was like Oklahoma Tech or yeah. something oh, like that's that. Great. So like but the thing is in that game, I don't know how good it's going to be cuz it's not yeah. EA Sports. So like I don't really know how quality it's going to be, but mm-hmm. you can personalize everything down cool. to the player and name of the school, so uniform, you can go in and make every, the game. Right. You can make the game. And, but because they made the loophole, work, because I went through the loophole, it's. Go- I think I'm. I might buy it. Like I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm not a big video game guy. Yeah, I like. I have a tough time sitting down for two hours and playing anything. Right. But yeah. like, damn. If I if we get NCAA back on Xbox or PS, that read option is going to be coming in handy. That would be fun, man. Or just, I just want to be able to play the uh, Stanford tree again. That's that's my <laughs> that's my dude. Big. I used to love the mascot games, and I would just be the, the so, Notre Dame so leprechaun. Funny. It's so funny because he oh was uh, just so much shorter. I mean, yeah. I, I did see that uh, for Madden this year. I'm pretty sure they're doing something college wise because I saw some things. Yeah, where, no, like, I saw that too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, they're doing what like a it's like a career mode where you can start in college and then yeah, that's cool. But but I, mean, I do wanna I do wanna ask about some actual college football. Yeah. So, Smalls, does anyone uh, in this Penn State recruiting class excite you? I actually don't know um, anybody that's coming from high school to college this year. Uh, well, Very rough. And if you don't either, that's totally fine. No, I, Penn State's not that big of a school, name. so I get it. <laughs> so, wait, are you referring to, like, the one that's, like, they're recruiting now or the one that they're bringing in for 2019? In for 2019. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. The team that they are going to have this upcoming okay, okay, year. Okay. Uh, Brandon Smith, linebacker, is going to be a monster alongside uh, Micah Parsons. Um, uh, I mean, Micah Parsons last year as a freshman, uh, I think he was the leading tackler on the team, and he's only going to get better. He's like he's like LeVar V2, or, yeah, Arrington V2. Mm-hmm. They beat Ohio State I'm to get him, I'm pretty dude, sure, yeah. Can we talk about that as probably the hottest take I've ever heard you say? Because LeVar Arrington Mike, was a man. Michael Parsons is a man. I believe it's it. Wearing the same number, like it, it, there's something very, very Arrington esque about Michael Parsons. The 2.0 thing is what got me because I, I, in, in, in my defense, I get it. No, that, in, that's a hot take. It, it's a bold prediction. And I've I get met it. LeVar Arrington, so and like we drove him after the shoot, and like. I talked to him and like so. Yeah. I'm in love with him more than just as a player. I just think <laughs> I just think he's a cool ass. No, dude. no, he's, yeah. so he's a good. I'm a little more sensitive dude. with that, but I no, yeah. I like the comparison there. I yeah. do think that's fair. Yeah, um, um, but Brandon Smith, uh, inside linebacker, big. I pretty sure he was a five star. Uh, he was a big get. Um, Who's the next white cornerback you guys are gonna have at quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I swear I saw something that you guys got, like, the number one dual threat quarterback who was from, like, Maryland or something. Uh, I think he's I, – I know who you're talking about. I th- I don't know if we end up getting him or not. Like I said, we're, the the recruiting a few years out is not my forte. Right. My, I, what I focus mostly on is the upcoming season and what I, yeah. what I actually see. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the guy that they're really hot on the trail for, and I don't, I don't think they're going to get him, which is going to fucking suck is Julian Fleming. Oh, the uh, wide receiver. Yeah, one of the, from, he's from PA too. I'm he's from sure. an hour away from the university. That's crazy. And, but he might, he, they're saying that there's a strong possibility of him going to Ohio state, uh. which would be the hardest thing ever for any big Penn State fan like me 
And it also kind of makes Franklin look bad because that's what Franklin does recruit. Yeah. That's that's his bread and butter. And if you it, Fleming's girlfriend also goes to Penn State. Ah. Uh, and if you can't get a kid to like commit to your school, that's an hour away from his hometown. Yep. That his girlfriend goes to. Right. And you lose him to a division rival. Yeah. Why are you even like you're not even like there's no point. Mm. And he, he clearly his in-game coaching isn't what's keeping him there. Like fourth and yeah. five against Ohio State, I I can rattle. I wrote an article about it. Like I can rattle <laughs> off a whole bunch of them. Like his he's he can be so suspect in game, and if his recruiting goes out the window, like I don't see much of a future for him. Which is hard to say. Like he completely revived the program, and I give the guy a ton of credit for that. Mm-hmm. But if you can't coach in game, if you don't even know when to call timeouts then like what are we doing here and you can't recruit what are, what are we doing here smalls this is actually a good question that i would i would love to know from you as a college football fan for your head coach would you prefer someone who who you say kind of brings in all the top talent but doesn't necessarily have the best coaching acumen or yeah. would you rather go for a guy who might not be a sexy coach on the recruiting trail but at least produces wins i i'm gonna go with the second one only because that's exactly what davos when he does okay davos when he can i uh, uh, used used to do no 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 he's like he'll be in the top 10 recruiting wise right but he's never touching alabama but because of the system that they have in place coaching up players and the fact that they even keep the guys on staff yeah like, on the coaching staff that they do like like I would much much rather have a guy like Dabo than Franklin just because he knows how to coach, he knows how to right. get the best out of his players. I and like if you look at Chris Peterson out of Washington, he, he like every year he never gets top recruits. No, and he, he, the, and he he's usually, still win the now like he's top twenty five. He I will say he's top twenty five at least, but I agree he doesn't. No, you he know doesn't, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and, and like he he never gets the best recruits yet they win the Pac twelve. And they've won the Pac-12 at least the past, I think, four years. Because the Pac-12 years. is shit, but yeah. It's shit. Hey! Don't get me wrong. It is. I like um, USC and Oregon. You like what? Okay, well, Justin Herbert's fine. but like... I hate him. I think he's a boss. <laughs> I'm so glad he didn't come out. I, honestly, I don't get the draw of Justin Herbert. I think he's a complete sham. I think he's I think, okay. I think, I think he was highlighted because this qu- class was supposed to be bad, and we're going to find out that this class is going to be above average. He's, he's okay. I think they see – I think evaluators see the six-foot-six style yes. actually has a good arm and yeah. stuff like that. They think but, it's Daniel yeah. Jones. But I think, yeah. I think the fact that he didn't want to come out this year might say a lot about his willingness to actually want to be good Maybe. in the NFL. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I, I'm kind of undecided on Justin Herbert, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, I, I kind of want to see how he – because he played well this past season, mm-hmm. but he didn't really live that much up to the hype. I'm going to um, give a hot take that you might be stunned by, and I don't know if he will. I think Justin Fromm will get picked before Tua. I hope he does. I would think that's – Isn't it Jake that, Fromm? Yeah, Jake Fromm. No, no, it's Jacob Eason and then – no, no, it's Jake. It's Fromm. Justin Herbert and Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm. Okay, why well, I, yeah. I was thinking Jacob Beeson. My bad. Okay. I know who you meant though. Yeah, but Fromm. Oh, would... I was just like, damn, he got a brother. No, <laughs> I was like, he does have a brother. That I is thought. A I thought Jake. I thought Jake was the guy who actually transferred to Washington. Jacob Beeson. No, Jake the greatest Fromm's greatest guy. quarterback we'll ever see play is going to be uh, Archie Manning's kid. Did you Arch. see that 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 uh yeah Arch yeah Arch dude yeah, yeah. I, yeah I eighth graders throwing dimes to seniors yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what's oh Cooper's God. son so that, I'm sorry yes Cooper's yeah. kid what's that's Cooper's funny. Son? called Arch because that, yeah. yeah no but uh no I I think Jake Fromm should get chosen Jake Fromm's a better quarterback tank for Tua mm-hmm. hashtag tank for Tua is dude, the dumbest Tua thing was ever so heard. bad towards the end of Alabama's year last year and he's left handed so like, so, okay. so it'll be to be fair though he was so good that they took him out at halftime every every week and that was during SEC play too yeah like but he, towards the end of the year against Georgia yeah and no, there was the game that right. Jalen Hurt had to no and that's what's worrying that's what's worrisome about Tua Tua um if he gets rattled, like I think it could be because of the fact that he didn't play a full game once this year. Yeah, that so that might be kind of the reason Maybe. why. I yeah. feel like if you actually he didn't near the end of the like, I mean LSU they fucking stomped them. It was like twenty nine nothing yeah. or something. Not I mean, that, is like... anybody though gonna be as good as Sunshine? No, you know what I mean. No, I, I'm I'm still I'm waiting to see how. Well, he plays this if year. If Sunshine left college and took a year off just to get ready for the NFL draft, 
Would no, you be... no, no, I no, absolutely not. You need collegiate experience, especially in a big conference. Does he? After this past year is what I'm getting at. Because yeah. this past year was yeah, one no. of the greatest ex- like situations okay, I've ever you seen. You realize that no one was, no one said that until the national championship. Literally, no one said that. Everyone was on the Tua train all season long. That is all it, season I mean, long. Yeah, that, I agree true. with that, that they were on the Tua train. But yeah, then, until they were like, oh, this kid's really good in no, the No, the fact that he game. beat Brian out, I think, carries weight. He didn't, yeah, no, he no, didn't no, actually beat good. Brian out, though. I'm not, no, like, I'm not saying that. Like, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, though. I just want to, like, I'm just waiting. I just want to wait and see. That's all. I think a team would take him first overall if I he took a give, year off is more what I'm getting. I want to give Sunshine no. a full year before I'm willing to he jump on the bandwagon. Year this no, year, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. I mean, he, Brian actually played, like, I think no. the first three games. Yeah, well, it, they split. I mean, they split time. It, it was a quarterback con. Uh, don't give me this. Tua split time. What do you mean? Mm. Don't shrug your well, shoulders. Tua, Tua well, split that's time. That's a little different. Tua split time because. They but didn't, you can't they tell me that you're going to say one guy that split the same time as Tua. Like, I understand they didn't want to get hurt and they were seeing if Kelly Bryant could still play. Right. They still split time, though. Greg. But Tua yeah. at least put up ridiculous stats when you saw him play. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence didn't get hot until the end. It was kind of like. He a, got hot uh, once they gave him the keys to them. It was like it was like a Cardell Jones run, essentially. Oh, that there. is so disrespectful. Cardell Jones played two games. Cardell Jones played two games. Three. Two games. He came in. Cardo Jones was not at school to play school. Okay, <laughs> that's a good point. I'm not here to play school. <laughs> that was great. The, the greatest tweet I think I've ever seen. But oh my god, um, no, I, I'm pumping the brakes on. And like, don't get me wrong. Trevor Lawrence looks really good. Looks like the best quarterback in college. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And but I, I mean, but we, no one said that until the national championship. I'm, I'm a big. Uh, I think Shea Patterson has something to prove. Nope. You know, well, he has something to prove. You're not going to do. So anything you were so quick. Yeah, you were so quick you to come in there. You didn't even know what I was saying. You were. I think. <laughs> well, I think because Jim Harbaugh has no imagination on, on offense. I whatsoever. feel like if Shea Patterson went through combine tests and all that, I think he would have tested very well. Honestly, I okay. I I could see him as more of like a Jarrett Stidham kind of guy. Like, solid, not amazing. I don't know. I feel like he has a little bit more talent than Jared Stedham did. And Maybe, I feel like, like I was more scared. Like, don't get me wrong. The Michigan, I think Stedham was in a much worse situation this year yeah, than no, you're Patterson definitely was. Wrong. You're yeah. definitely right about that. But I, like, I, I questioned Jim Harbaugh more than I questioned Shea Patterson. Hmm. Because I mean, this is the first. This past year was the first time that Jim Harbaugh had a competent quarterback. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Still didn't and win he, the yeah. division. That mm-hmm. was the thing that I think they were waiting for to see if he finally had a quarterback that could fit his system, and he did. And yeah, didn't work. when it, the system just doesn't work. What did he finish? Nine and three. No, they were uh, ten and two. Ten and two. Okay. Ten and two, and then they lost their bowl game as well against. Oh Florida. yeah, that's right. So, Oof. yeah, that, they always seem to really dip at the end of the year, every year. Who, so we don't actually know who the quarterback is going to be next year for Penn State? No, it's Sean Clifford. Is it? Okay. Sean mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, Tommy Stevens just uh, transferred. He's going to Mississippi State, actually, which I uh, think is going with an Moorhead. amazing fit like that. for him. Yeah. Moorhead? Moorhead's yeah, the head yeah, coach. Joe Moorhead. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, <laughs> not our I was like, no, I was no, like no, zero no. chance he's a Michigan <laughs> no, no. State fan. No. If he said that to you, he's bullshit. Joe Moorhead made Penn State uh, one of the best offenses he was a coordinator with Franklin or with with Franklin. B? He was there okay. for two years. He came from Fordham, Fordham as the head coach there. Came to be the OC for two years. Completely turned that offense around. Really revamped the program. Took a full, uh, took a head coaching job down at uh, Mississippi State. And Nick Fitzgerald is the one that they just lost to the draft. Yeah. Who was a run heavy quarterback. And Tommy Stevens, the guy that was supposed to be the starting quarterback this year for us, transferred down there. Because it is a run heavy. What's the um, kid's name that was at Ohio State? Tate. Tate Martell. Where's he oh, at? God, he's at Miami. Worst, and he has the one. Worst. He can go to the draft next year, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think know he's. Well, think... you only have to do two years in college, right? No, no three. three. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. It's three. But he is. Prob- I'm sorry. The redshirt year is counting, right or no? I'm thinking about James I, I Winston right I, now. I wish I knew I, I how that. Actually yeah, and that's worked, fine. I'm just. I'm talking yeah. out loud at this. Yeah, point. I don't but know I how that works. Tate from that QB15 show, right? Because yeah. they had the other quarterback from Pennsylvania that I, I don't know where he is or what He's his name was. Wake Forest. I don't really know if he saw much time. Okay, but mm-hmm. yeah. But it's one of those things where I mean, those types of names get floated around, and I feel like Drew Locke was one of those names for me because like mm-hmm. I knew him in high school, and when he went to Mizzou, it was like okay, like we'll see what yeah. happens. And yeah. I think he's got a good arm, but um, yeah. breaking it down, I, I want to transition this to uh, fantasy a little bit. Um, I, I mean, realistically, Miles Sanders. 
is he going to win the job for the Eagles? Like, because I understand that the Eagles system is a little counterproductive in a sense if they have 17 running backs that could all yeah. be RB1s. It's like a Patriots-style system, but yet they don't necessarily... It's the Patriots system, but wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of, yeah, it's strange how they yeah. have that work But I, I personally, so they brought in Jordan Howard, who is a run-first, no-catch-back. Yep. They, they have Adams who is Josh Adams, uh, yeah. Yeah, an underdrafted free agent out of Notre Dame who's decently good. They have Darren Sproul still technically. They have Donat Pumphrey, who is the number one leader in yards in the NCAA. But then you bring in a guy like Miles Sanders. And yep. the big knock against Miles Sanders was, well, you were just kind of the starter for one year, but he had Saquon Barkley in front of him. Right. Well, and it wasn't even like – well, don't get me wrong, Saquon Barkley is – one of he's a generational talent. greatest college right. running back yeah. I've ever seen. Probably. He wasn't even he, Barkley wasn't even that highly recruited. I'm pretty sure when he came no, out. No, he, he well, you know he he was recruited to Rutgers, committed there, right, and then he flipped. Yeah, which is amazing because if if he does not if, become if, this Saquon no, Barkley, no, at Rutgers. no, at Miles Rutgers, Miles Sanders no. was way more highly no, recruited than Sanders, he was. He was the number one running back, right? Yeah, out of high school mm -hmm. that year. Um, so I they were the same year. No, no, no. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, he was a year yeah, after. Yeah, Sanders was one year younger. I just but, right. um, yeah. No, but I Sanders playing under Barkley. It's not like, not like Saquon really was that much. I like. Don't get me wrong. Saquon's amazing, and he was amazing. But he wasn't that much better than Sanders. Really, mm -mm. Sanders wow. was. A, you agree you, with that? Great. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just talent, haven't, I haven't seen Sanders. No, because talent if, wise, talent wise, Sanders should have been better than Barkley. Should, wow. should have been. It, it was just because Barkley was such a warrior in the gym that he just became a freak. That's what it was. Not that Sanders wasn't. It was just he was a bigger talent coming into school, and he proved that this past year when the receivers were garbage. Yep, mm -hmm. and like he. He and Trace McSorley both on the ground saved that offense. Like, they would have been garbage if it weren't for those two. Are you happy with where Trace landed? A hundred percent. Is this think, the best situation for him? I think that, uh, there or Houston might have been the only. With OB. Like, the Eagles really liked him, too. Um, I do think in that run-heavy system where they're looking to use him kind of like Tra uh, Taysom Hill, but not exactly like Taysom yeah. Hill. Um. I don't think he could have ended up in a better spot. He was, yeah, he I was stealing punts last week. When he, we did the episode, uh, the MAGA episode, I could not stand, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, what Ben and Moorhead were comping Trace as. Because they comped him as well, a, Russell Wilson. They is comped like, him as Russell Wilson. No, give me a break. I, I, I will say Russell Wilson had a much better senior year in college. And he also has a bigger arm. Even before, Trace, yeah. even before Wisconsin, he had a great year in North Carolina State. No, no, too. I will yeah. say, I will say the the comparison. I think that at least Moorhead was trying to make that was that Trace is good on the run, just like Wilson, because Trace's line was never great, and neither is yeah, Russell but, Wilson's. But and, my thing, and, and ugh, through the air, sorry, like Trace is very good with his arm. He, I mean, he knows old, his own arm well, right? Yeah, and and he he was uh, number two in the draft only behind Kyler Murray on the run. And I think that the, the the problem I had with that comp is that a lot of people call Russell Wilson a rushing quarterback because he's so good on the ground. But Russell Wilson's composure of himself is to throw first. Right. He never says, no, I no, need to and run. That's and well, I agree that you, Trace has that mentality, but when yeah. you look at that situation, I'm sorry, but I gave two comps. I said, join Edelman and Taysom Hill because I don't think Trace is respected enough in people's minds as a quarterback to initially yep. get that start. Yep. But I'll tell you right now, I fully believe that Taysom Hill could get a shot at a quarterback somewhere based on the way that New Orleans ran oh, him. Absolutely. I fully 100%. believe that Julian Edelman made the correct decision to yep. move at the right time. Now, I don't think Trace should have moved. I was 100% against that, and I thought it was disrespectful to ask Lamar Jackson to move. Yeah. I thought it was disrespectful no, yeah. to ask RG3. Like, all these quarterbacks yeah. that come out and they're fast, it's like, well, let's move them. No. Yeah. Let them play where they want to play, and if yeah. they fail, they fail. But traits for me is going to be a project that he needs the right coach to figure right, out. Right. No, and I think he's at least in the right system where if he is for because I I firmly believe that if they spent a six round draft pick on a guy that doesn't have a great arm, I do think that he will get the nod over RG three personally mm -hmm. if Lamar goes down for some reason. Um, and I think that's and especially if he steps into that system where. He's going to have to learn how to be an NFL quarterback. But if he steps into that system, at least he can play well because it is yeah. a run-heavy system. And, and, at and least Lamar's not a change. But. Lamar's not a pro-heavy typical. Like, Lamar Jackson's arm in college was much better than the arm we saw last great. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Him against was, Clemson was where they lost, 
Oh, where that they game was amazing. Have lost. I thought that Lamar Jackson, full, far, between everything, was the greatest college quarterback at that moment. Yeah, he, that game. He was out, no oh, he outperformed that entire Clemson offense. And it was he did amazing. it with his arm and his legs. It was amazing. I think yeah. that when you get to the NFL, there's a transition period. I think oh, this yeah, year will be 100%. a very good throwing year for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what it comes down to is, I think you're kind of right in a sense of like, Trace is going to get his. Yeah. It just depends how. They use him, but they right. also have no, yeah. so many running backs that they might run a triple option with Trace and call it a day, and they might yeah. put him at defense. They might have him field punts. Yeah. I think Trace is, an, is a very good home. I, I, I honestly can't think of a better spot. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, 100%. Oh, I mean, to start off, Trace will probably field punts. I mean, he'll be a gunner. I mean, that, yeah. that's just kind of like how any— And he's a gamer. Yeah, he is a gamer. Any and... sixth or seventh rounder, that's how you make your name in the NFL to start off with, and then you work your way up. I yeah. mean, that's no. just common. Yeah, 100%. If Trace ever wins a Super Bowl, I'll buy you a steak dinner. I'll keep you to that. <laughs> I was here as a witness. So yeah. Well, goddamn, Baltimore's just going to win a Super Bowl. I should have worded it different, but if the Super Bowl is impacted because of Trace. Right. Yeah. Um, but guys, hey, let's shut it down right now. We're a little over an hour, so we're going to get into our draft day recording, of course. But um, Smalls, thank you for joining us for Two Beers Deep, man. Yeah. Um, I know you enjoy this type of stuff, so yeah, we appreciate absolutely. the shit out of you. Um, this has been Two Beers Deep. Uh, Greg, thank you for being Greg. You're all taco socks. What, what else was I going to be? <laughs> oh, my taco socks are awesome. <laughs> They're <man>. fierce. <laughs> They're fierce. All right, guys. Make sure you catch us uh, the second Thursday of every month at Scratch Food and Beverage up in Troy Hill for 50 Cent Wing Night and Two Beers Deep Live. Um, check out Draft Day Podcast. Check out the Heart of the Order Podcast. Check out the Funny Thing About Sports Podcast with Ben Fury. Check out The Vault every week with Smalls. And check out Austin's terrible shitty rankings. Tom Collins and a lemonade and gin are the same, same thing, thing. Moorhead. <laughs> Except with like a splash of soda. Splash but that's of soda. My girlfriend was so irate with that list. And like, Welcome to just, every live it's show. It's just funny because like, I love Austin. He, he was naming some girly drinks and my Cosmo girlfriend was Powell. like, I don't even like those. Like. <laughs> Switch, shout out. Loved your girlfriend. Glad she came. Did she have yeah. fun? Oh, yeah. She, no, she definitely had fun, yeah. I thought Dawn was ready to kill him. <laughs> Dawn ran to the back pretty quickly. Dawn <laughs> had All right, guys, this has been Two Beers Deep. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Peace, Peace. out. Peace. Hey, no, no, no.